Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Rob from Cigar Store Idiots. You may be asking yourself what Moonwalker Delta 8 is. Moonwalker is the industry leader in Delta 8 THC products, an emerging category pushing the boundaries of the cannabis plant. By expertly combining terpenes with complementary flavors, Moonwalker represents the absolute pinnacle of Delta 8 THC products, all engineered for pure bliss and joy. If you have any questions or concerns about the legality of Delta 8, please feel free to visit moonwalker.com backslash pages backslash legal. So you guys like coffee? Well, good, because we've partnered up with the best. Blackout Coffee Company is America's best small batch coffee. The true patriotic roasters of freedom nectar that lets you stay on your grind all day, every day. Blackout Coffee Company offers signature blends, single-serving coffee pods, and several types of loose teas. You can order those as needed, or you can join a monthly subscription. Head on over to CigarStoreIdiot.com, look for the Blackout Coffee Company link, and make sure you use promo code Rob. W10. That's R O B W10 for some immediate savings. This was never about money for us. It was about us against the system. That system that kills the human spirit. We stand for something. To those dead souls inching along the freeways in their metal coffins, we show them that the human spirit is still alive. Hey. Hey, what's happening? We're here. Let's do this thing. Let's scratch one out. Of course, I have Arlo with me, and I am Rob, and you are listening to Cigar Sweeties Podcast. Coming to you. Live and in living color. Live and in living color from uh, the place where they film uh, Summer's Eve commercials. (laughs) Please explain to everyone, because I did not think of it until you said it. I walked in my house, and then I went right back outside, and I ran through a field of flowers. (laughs) Because I felt like it was the right thing to do. (laughs) Do you have a long, flowing white dress on? Yeah. Yeah. Um. The reason that <laughs> it's so messed up. So we have been infested with black. Are they carpenter? Wood, carpenter ants. Big. They're big fat. Oh, and I'll tell you another little something, something that's snug in the house too. Not a snake again this time. Actually, I think it's even worse than a snake, but I'll tell you in a second. Um, these carpenter ants have started just kind of taking over and, and we have a cat in the house. And so. I'm trying to find out a natural way to rid our house of these these fucking pesky little ants. And uh, somebody's like, you take white distilled vinegar, mix it half and, you know, one part water, one part vinegar, and spray in the areas, and it deters them from coming in the house. Well, it is not deterred them, deterred them from coming in our house. They, uh, they will go away when you spray like they go, and then, then they just come back. So now daddy's going to have to poison them and hope that old kitty kitty, kitty, kitty makes it, makes it out alive. So we're pulling for you. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not living in a house infested with, Ants. with any kind of bug, no. no kind of bug. So I will say this, and this may be, you've not told me. So if it is, it's, we're going to go buy lottery tickets. About five years ago, I hate to even bring this up because we've been okay. But if you've never heard a chipmunk at night that's lost its way, it sounds like a baby alligator. Really? Yeah. They got under our house, and he got lost every every morning about two thirty. Yeah, 
Like it was to the point where I was going down the road looking for stray cats that I could catch just to throw under my house. Yeah. Just here, have at it. Because nobody wants to deal with that. No. On any level. Especially at two thirty in the morning. I'll tell you I'll tell you a funny story. I my parents like I just got I, what was I, maybe twenty? I had my I got my parents' old house. They had built a new house and I stayed in the house that I was raised in. And I was paying rent or whatever. So I'm there. I'm a bachelor. I'm doing my bachelor thing, you know. 20 years old. Got my own spot. Living it up. Got some chicken cooking in there in the oven. You know, fixing myself some dinner. And uh, I look up and uh, there's a bat flying around in my house. Damn. And uh, I was a little scared. I, I was a lot scared. And my grandparents lived down the street. And I called my granddaddy and I was like, hey, what are you doing? He's like, what do you mean what I'm doing? I said, I got a bat in my house. I need you to come over here. You got to help me. And he's like, a what? I said, a bat. There's a bat in my house that's flying around. And it flew into the ceiling fan. The ceiling fan slapped it around, right on the ground. I said, it's pissed off. It's hurt. And I don't know what to do. I said, he's like, well, where are you at? And I said, I'm outside. <laughs> 20 years old outside. Yeah. He's like, you're outside. And I was like, yeah. He's like, why are you outside? I said, granddaddy, did you not just hear everything I just told you? <laughs> I'm outside. There's a hurt, wounded, pissed off bat in my house. It could be Dracula by now. I said, and the worst part is my chicken's ready to come out of the oven. And I can't go in there and uh, get my food out. It's going to it's gonna burn. He comes up there. and I mean, he laughed and laughed. So we ended up getting a broom and a, a dustpan. And uh, he's like, hold that dustpan. And I was like, no, sir, I'm not holding that dustpan. I'll use the broom. I was like, I'll use the broom. Yeah, I was like, I'll use the broom. And he's just dying laughing. And uh, so we get the bat out of the house or whatever, and he sits down on the couch, and he's just he's he's already retired at this point, and so he's I'm his entertainment for the evening, obviously. And he goes, "What kind of chicken you got in there in that oven?" And I was like, "He said, did you burn it?" And I said, "No, it's still good." And he goes, "What kind is it?" So he ate dinner with me. So <laughs> I was a over a bat, over a bat, over a bat. So what I was going to tell you that we had in the house, so um, we I have killed. Two very small uh, cow killer ants in the foyer, like down here in the mud room. And if you know what those are, they they're hairy. They're red and black, and they're hairy, and they chirp like. And if they sting you, it's worse than getting stung by. It's a like the bullet ants. Yeah, yeah it's, yeah, it's America's version of the bullet ant. So I've killed two of those so far. Uh, never had them. Never. We've been here five years. Never had any kind of. Shit like that. Nothing like that. Um, it's all this damn rain. We get. So now we got snakes, we got carpenter ants, and we got cow killers. Okay, so I have a snake story. And it was not, this is a secondhand information. So my brother worked for a bank before he got into education. And he was, I don't know what his title was, but he basically would go in when they foreclosed on homes before that was a thing, and he would have to set up the cleanup. And so he said they got this house, and he said, man, I walked in, and he said there was pig trails through the house. That's how order, bad garbage. And so they get a cleaning crew out there, and they start pulling them bags out. And so he's, like, outside, and he's like, man, I am you not, can't get, get, I'm you not can't getting that stench there. on me. No. So he said about halfway through, the guy, one of the guys takes a break and comes out there, and he goes, man, oddest thing. He goes, what? He said, there ain't a bag in this house it has been gnawed on by rats. He said, we have not found the first rat dropping. Well, I know why. And my brother, being <laughs> clueless, goes, huh, 
I wonder why. And he goes, I don't know, man. I have no idea. <laughs> so they walk in there, and he said he walks through, and they're picking up the last, say, seven or eight bags, and they open like a cabinet. And he said, I'm not lying to you when I tell you this. He said, I'm not exaggerating. <laughs> he said, there was three feet of tail on the ground. He said, I don't know where the head was at. Jesus. He said, but it was going into the ceiling, and it was an eight-foot ceiling. It was eating, it was eating well. And he said, there's a reason there was no rats, and yeah. he was in that house. Yeah. You think your cats will get rid of your mice problem? <laughs> get you an anaconda. He said he walked outside, and he goes, y'all let me know if y'all need to burn it to the ground, because I ain't going back in. <laughs> no kidding, man. That's like, yeah, yeah. We, uh, I, sent, I just sent Brittany a picture the other day of, uh, I forget where it is in the world, where um, those garter snakes get in like a mating ball. Oh, yeah. And you're like, what is it? Like thousands and thousands of snakes. And uh, it, it was it was underneath somebody's house. Mm-mm. It's like a, the pit in Indiana Jones. Yeah, 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 for real. And the people didn't know they had bought this house and they bought a good deal. They got it for a good deal. I bet they did. But they had this off, like this off-putting musky smell that they could, oh. never get, they could never get rid of it. They didn't know what it was. And they found out that they that sure enough that those snakes were every year mating season rolled around. They had a um, uh, it was like a they just ball up in a big ball and mate like a giant snake orgy. I was about to say. I mean, there's nothing. It's just a snake orgy going on in in the crawl space. And if that, uh, ladies and gentlemen, wasn't weird enough, let's go ahead and get a little weirder. On today's. What the Florida? Mims, Florida. An Orange County Corrections Orange officer. Orange County, baby. Orange County. <laughs> always Brevard always, County. Always. Always representing. Orange County Corrections officer has been charged by the Brevard County Sheriff's Office for allegedly, air quotations, masturbating in a Dollar General store uh, in Mims, Florida. According to the arrest affidavit, uh, 55-year-old William Russell uh, Keister... <laughs> Oh. exposed his genitals and walked around the Dollar General while holding his erect penis in his hand. The Florida man was not immediately apprehended. Wonder why? Just let him finish. Just let him. He lacks his own. Just let Clark, Clark just, just let, just him, let him, finish. him finish. He's got some Mississippi leg hound in him. <laughs> uh, he, he immediately denied uh, the incident uh, but unfortunately, there the video cameras. video cameras say different. Sir, there's something in your hand, and it is not a plunger. <laughs> it is not a plunger. And we don't sell those things here. That's <laughs> <laughs> down the street. We don't sell sweet potatoes here. Um, <laughs> the uh, Brevard County Sheriff's Office then sent out an attempt to identify Bulletin with a video footage that was seen uh, by one of Keister's co-workers in Orange County Corrections Facility. The co-worker notified Brevard County Sheriff's Office that Keister was the man in the surveillance video shaking hands with a general. Uh, Keister was interviewed by BCSO deputy. That'd be Brevard County Sheriff's Office. And during that interview, Keister admitted to exposing his genitals and following a female around the store because he thought she was attractive. Because that works. That would have been my next question. How many times has it worked? If this has worked for you... Please send us a message. We may would like to talk to you and turn you over to the proper authorities. Sir, let me let me just ask, what number is this? Are we above 10, out of 10? How many have gone home with you? 
Keister, I'm sure his name is Koster, but Keister just sounds better. Uh, Keister also admitted to masturbating for a brief period of time, but then he stopped because he knew it was wrong. It's wrong. I shouldn't be doing this. It wasn't wrong for him to have it in his hand, but stroking the general, that's that's wrong. I wonder if he had AirPods in. He's like, I stroke it to the left. Stroke it to the east. <laughs> stroke it to the west. Uh, there's no record of Keister being arrested or booked in the Brevard County Jail, but he is charged with a first-degree misdemeanor. That's not a very hefty fine. A misdemeanor? It's like so if she would if have seen she it, would have seen it and called authorities. Oh, yes, so many loopholes. However, an attorney has filed a notice of appearance on Keister's behalf in the criminal case. So, I'm pretty sure he's not working for the Department of Corrections anymore. You'd be surprised. Well, it didn't say true. that he lost his job, but um, they are hiring everybody. Everybody's hiring. I'd rather work for the uh, corrections place than, than anywhere than my else. local jersey mock sandwich shop or the hardy's <laughs> only at breakfast time <laughs> keister are you done with that gravy over there yeah uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> done <laughs> damn that's quick is it warm <laughs> <laughs> we ain't serving no cold gravy keister <laughs> it ain't got no gas in it i mean it's just Gonna have to just start this episode over. We're already in the ditch. <laughs> and it's only gonna get worse. I mean, I hadn't used this one in a while. We might as well go ahead and uh, give it the old up. Uh, oh, maybe we won't give it to it. Okay. That's terrible. It is. It's terrible. It's terrible. So, it is as terrible as the Hawks showing up for the playoffs against the Boston Celtics this year. That's oh, that's man. straight terrible. It's been terrible. I'm just trying to figure out what I'm gonna buy with Chuck's billion. I'm just trying to figure out what I will buy with Joe's billions. Shaq ain't making no billion dollar bets on the Hawks right now, so no, he ain't. He knows better. He knows better. So, oh, speaking of, I know it's early, but uh, if anyone watched the Texas Longhorn scrimmage game, what do you think about it? I don't know. It's real early, but that's not not what that that's a, that's, that's not a, that that's not machine. What, that's not what was sold. No, sir. And so I know as a bulldog faithful, I was kind of upset when he went there. But now I'm kind of like, well, all I'm saying is just because he's got a, he's got a, his last name's Manning, and he has a face like he has a Manning Downs. <laughs> I mean, a Manning doesn't make him a good quarterback. You know what makes a good quarterback? A really, really, really good receiver, and he had a lot of those in high school. A lot of them. And probably didn't have to throw over 30 yards. No. If you run the spread, you're talking a five, 10 yard route. Yeah. And then they're just going to get that yak, son. They, they yak, they breaking ankles. Yeah. They yakking it up as soon as they catch a ball. So it's, yeah, I, I, I saw where him and, uh, what's, what's the, uh, what's the other guy? The other guy for, oh, the highly recruited other guy. Yeah. They who, didn't, what, what? I can't remember his name, but he didn't have a good outing either. There was a beef between, supposedly between the two. And neither one of them played like, they both played like shit. Or not, played not, they didn't play great, so. Yeah, they just, the feet, the feet's not there, the arm strength's not there. There's a lot of stuff that's, some tangibles that. They made it look good on tape, son. They made it look really good on tape. It makes you wonder how strong that, um, that, uh, 
that classification, that high school classification was. Five, oh, well, where he came from, yeah, mm-hmm. that, that is a yeah. good question. I will say this. I didn't get to watch a lot of it, but what I did see highlight-wise, I think we're going to be all right. I think. Beck, yeah, I think I Georgia's think, fine. I think Beck kind of separated himself from the herd. Yeah, I think Georgia's going to be fine. He's going to have. Everybody's already bitching about the schedule. They've got an easy schedule. Man, we done we did the same is this thing. What it, is this everybody's what it, done every single year. Is this what it's like to be an Alabama fan? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. We I just got to so. beat LSU and Auburn. Yeah. We just got to beat Tennessee and Florida. Our colors are way better. Yeah, way better. I mean, red, red and black goes a lot better than crimson and and houndstooth. <laughs> no, thank you. I'm gonna pass on all that. I'll say this. This is another thing. I know uh, we just hadn't talked about sports in a gazillion years, but and. uh with the one billion dollar complex that's being proposed, that's about to be built in South Forsyth County, bringing back the NHL to Atlanta. Thank God if that happens. Yeah, because if any of you followed Section Seven Hundred Six, Shep Dog, he's going to rebrand. He's going to come back out later uh, towards college football season. But um, he's right. It's a it's a sport. For people that didn't grow up with hockey, that you can actually get behind, and it, once you realize the rules, like I went to the old Atlanta Knights game, my dad. Oh man, we had a ball of those too. Yeah, my dad uh, worked for a company. They had box seats, so I I got to go to a couple of them, and then I sat next to a guy the first time, and he kind of explained what was going on. I remember, like, man, you remember cool. Chris Lapuma, the yeah. guy with the mohawk? He's always getting a fight. He's my favorite. Yeah. Yeah, the Atlanta Knights. So we even, like, even on that podcast, we alluded to how uh, the Braves did it right when they built the stadium in the area they did, and then they had the battery surround it. So there's all these different shops and places to eat and stuff like that. It's just a whole experience. That's exactly what is happening with this facility they're going to build in South Forsyth County, which is an hour and 35 minutes away from us. Um, so I hope it happens, man. I mean, it's not going to be an overnight thing, but – the the winds of change have definitely sw- like switched in that in direction to where we possibly could have another NHL team. And I hope they call them the Thrashers. Don't call them anything else. It's kind of like the uh, when the Jazz left New Orleans and it was the Utah Jazz, and then they finally got New Orleans again. They finally let them have the Jazz back. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, it's what is. I'm glad you said that because I want to know what your thoughts are on Zion Williams. There's a Williamson. I don't remember if it's Williams or Williamson. He is like the receiver for the Falcons. He's yes. always hurt, dude. No, no, no. Listen, listen. he is 100% physically healthy. He chose to set out of that play-in, playoff basketball game because he'll come back when Zion starts feeling like Zion. Did he talk again. to himself about in the third person? Yes. Then when, I'm done. When Zion done. starts feeling like Zion done. again, that's when he's coming back. Done. So here's my thing. You gave this guy a multi-million dollar stacked contract. Signed him. Number one pick. Signed him. He was a beast. Obviously not happy where he is. Not happy with the direction of the team. They're not bad. With him, they are great with him. They win that game, hands down. That playoff game, the the play-in tournament, they win that. Hands down win it with him there. But it's the same old thing that Calvin Ridley pulled with the Falcons. You know, I wasn't mentally healthy. Um, and I'm, well, we're not making no, fun dude, of mental health stuff either. Not at no. all. But when you want to be traded, just say you want to be traded. traded. Yeah, don't mix words. It's a business. It's, it is 100% a business. And anybody that's been in professional sports will tell you that's the first thing you have to learn 
It is a bit. It, everything is based on business. And ben, if you don't believe me, watch Moneyball. Ben Simmons, same thing. Yeah, done the same thing. So here's my thing, and I even like told this to Heater because he mentioned it. You play those. You pay those guys for the games they played. That's it. Yeah, pay per diem. Pay per play. You don't just get a check. No, because it and everybody shits on the NFL. It sends the wrong message all yeah. across the board. Right now, there are multi-millionaire baseball players and basketball players you've never heard of because they had one good year and they signed that next contract. Yeah, you, Swanson. Yeah, <laughs> you know he's actually doing really well. I know he is. he's doing really well. It's early though. Yeah, it is. But it's baseball is a marathon, not a sprint. The other thing is, for a long time, when the Braves would trade players, you're like, man, what the hell are they thinking? And then they never like when they got rid of Justice, he never did anything else. Like, now he did when he got to Oakland, he did help them <clears throat> being the veteran in the clubhouse. But um, McCann, they got rid of McCann. You're like, man, what the hell are y'all doing? And McCann never did anything else. So I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff. It's just the common fan does not know the analytics that go in behind. They, I mean, and you, you think about one player and say, "Oh, this player screwed an organization." Well, I mean, let's think about how many players' organizations screwed uh, year in and year out, year in and year out. Who was the who was the guy? He was a the NFL guy. They didn't give him a contract extension in Pittsburgh. He went to Philly, and he ended up getting hurt in Pittsburgh on his contract year. Was it the quarterback? No, he was a he was a defensive guy. Oh, He's a know. beast. I, and it may, no, it was it was uh, Seattle Seahawks defensive guy. Oh, I know. He got hurt in his contract year. Campbell was like, nah, I can't I can't really say uh, for sure, but they screwed him, dude. Like he didn't get the money. He didn't get any money because he got injured. And then he had to go play for less money on another team, but she was still a force to be reckoned with. And when he played against – actually, when he did play against Seattle, um, he he made sure he gave him the 21-gun salute uh, right out the gate, you know, right to the coaches. This is for y'all. If you're just curious, I think hockey's probably one of the roughest sports there is. Yeah. Most physical sport. Um, league minimum. What do you think, league minimum guy? Hockey? Yeah. Oh, Jesus, I don't know. Five hundred thousand, seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. Dang! So I used to tell Tyler I'd kid him all the time. I said, "Dude, you need to put that baseball down, and work on a slap shot." But we ain't got no hockey team, so it didn't matter. <laughs> and I ain't freezing the backyard. No, no. And then one last thing on the sports I'll talk about, and then we'll, we'll jump on the main topic we we're gonna we we're gonna bring to the table was the Falcons. Man, they have made some moves. They have. They had all this money freed up cap space um and man they have pulled in and they got a lot of one-year contracts with a lot of guys but there's a lot of meat on the bone with these guys they're bringing in a lot and the thing is and we still got a draft we got we got a high draft pick we got i think we have five total draft picks in this year they they seriously can build an offensive and defensive line they pulled in some veteran guys uh for offensive defense i mean it's I ain't mad about nothing they've done. Like I'm, I'm, I'm pleased with every move they've made. I don't think that they made a bad move. We'll just um, say they always shit the bed in the draft. They'll, they'll, anyway. they'll get a wide receiver. And I yeah. feel sorry for everybody that bought a number four Desmond Ritter jersey because uh, he's going back to number nine, the one he used in college. 
So uh, y'all figure uh, out, get your magic markers out. You can make that four look like a nine. Believe me, I did on my report card numerous times. Numerous. Numerous times. Numerous. So the main, the main topic we're going to talk about tonight, let's, let's get into this. Uh, we actually had somebody email us a while back on this one. And if you live in northwest Georgia, uh, or I would say southeast, south, or the south part of Tennessee, northeast Alabama, or northwest, really? northeast Alabama, you would know about uh, this place. You would know about the tri-state crematory scandal and one Ray Brent Marsh. And he is out of prison he now, is, he but is. part of his plea deal, he served 16 years, 12 years. He cannot speak of anything. If he does, that goes away, and he's back in the pokey. Back. So he has on. He has not done the single interview. If you have not heard about this story, uh, you're you're gonna be just like the rest of us was when this thing broke, and you're gonna be like, "How in the hell this has even happened?" And yeah. so the Tri-State Crematory was actually in is it Lafayette, Georgia? Uh, it's in Noble. Noble. Which is unincorporated. Okay. Uh, I think Rising Fawn is where um, the actual closest city was. But yeah, Ross, that Rossville, Lafayette. Gotcha. Kind of that little nook there in yeah, Walker and the, County. And, and the reason it's called the Tri-State Crematorium is they served several funeral homes in Georgia, Alabama, and Tennessee. So yes. they were the place. It was uh, It was founded in 1970 by Tommy Marsh. uh he uh he actually was a well known guy. Like uh he was he was a he was he was really well liked. He was success, he was a successful businessman. Uh and unfortunately he suffered he like suffered several strokes in nineteen in the nineteen nineties. Uh and dementia was setting in. Uh and then his son, Ray Brent Marsh, actually took over the crematorium. Uh and then his dad actually had passed away of uh of his medical illnesses uh, in 2003. So Tommy ran a pretty respectable business, a successful business for years, for years from, from the seventies. And then, uh, and like, uh, Arlo had said, you know, they cremated bodies from Georgia, Alabama, Tennessee, uh, and, you know, in surrounding communities. It went, it typically when, a parent has a successful business and it's turned over to the kid. I would say that percentage would be in the nineties. Would you of, of the kid basically running a business in the ground, no matter what it is. I mean, we had this big uh, company in this area called church chair industries and they did church chairs and pews and made a killing, made a killing. They did it. I mean, they sold church chairs all over the United States, all over the world. And uh, they were big, huge. You like, ever sat on them new church chairs with the big two or three inch cushion? That's where it that come was. From. That's where it come from. But when the dad passed away, I think the kids kind of rifled through the money, and uh, they were robbing Peter to pay Paul. And it finally, it all caught up with them, and, and that place is no longer in business. I don't believe. No, I sir. Think it's, I think he shut down. So, so that just kind of goes back to where you know you have a respectable business owner that runs a business and runs it well for many, many years, even decades, and then. Uh, when they get in poor health, the kid steps in to take over and it's a high percentage of those businesses failing miserably, but not to the extent of where when the, when the uh, furnace stops working, stops working and you got a lot of dead bodies around, what are you going to do with them? 
Well, in October of 2000, a propane delivery truck driver was on the property of the Tri-State Crematorium and reported to law enforcement that he saw bodies scattered around the area. Mm. The Walker County Sheriff's Office came to the conclusion that the issue was regulatory and not criminal, so they did not investigate. You will find out in this story that Walker County Sheriff's Office was caught out many times. Nothing happened. So we fast forward to November of 2001, and the Atlanta office of the EPA received another anonymous tip that there were body parts in the woods near the crematorium. Walker County Sheriff's Office was called to investigate, but they could not find anything. And when I tell you this next little nugget, you will, will be amazed. You will be who amazed. Broke, who broke the case? Not the Walker County Sheriff's Office. Not the EPA. Nope, nope. Not a helicopter fi- nope, pilot. Nope, nope, Nobody flying a jet. Nothing. A dog. D-O-double-G. On February 14, 2002, agents received yet another anonymous tip that someone was walking their dog in the woods located on the 16-acre property that belonged to the crematorium, and the canine unearthed a human bone. Surprise, motherfucker. <laughs> Exactly. Authorities checked the property a day after receiving the tip, and guess what they found on their initial investigation? Not one. Not ten. Not, two. not ten. Not even a hundred. No. Two thousand. Two thousand. Two thousand bodies. Only, um, I'm sorry. I have. No, 2,000 bodies were supposed to be cremated. Right. 339. Yeah, 339 were in various states of decay, and only 226 of them could be identified. Some of those bodies had been there for how long? Decades. 18 years. Yeah. 18, 18 years. years. They found... <laughs> I, I mean, I, can't, I don't even... I, I don't even know... Walker County Chair's Department, been out there numerous times. You can't not... When you smell a dead body, you well, and know they said what that that was the thing. They said that the stench there was no smell because part of their um, crematorium rules was the funeral home had to embalm the body before oh, they sent it to him. See, he was a little smart then. And then uh, we'll or, get or, in. Or the sheriff said, "We we entered the property downwind, upwind. Yeah, we didn't we didn't smell a thing. But from what the if you didn't grow up around here, and I mean around here like." Rob said, Channel 2 had a helicopter, and they had to blur images. Yeah, because they were out in the open just laying there. There was a pond they had to drain. Aunt there was Susie's in the pond. There was 10-foot pits, several 10-foot pits that held upwards to 50 bodies. Where are you so disconnected where you can just dump a human remains all over your own fucking property and just leave it there for and they, 18 years, man? They said that... When the FBI finally showed up, that they literally were walking. One of them said he vomited and thought that he was in a Stephen King novel. That he would take a step and there would be a skull. The next step, there would be a thigh bone. It was like just something out of a horror movie. It was like Goodfellas when they were burying that guy. And they remember they were digging yeah, up. And there was all these other dead bodies all over the place. And he's like, we're going to mom's house to get some fresh peppers and sausages. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 
not to, I mean, not to laugh and make light out of it, but it's, it's like you said, you know, out of the 2,000 bodies that were sent there during that time frame, 339 bodies were discovered, and you still had 226 that you couldn't even identify. Yeah, they flew in a disaster, federal disaster team who brought with them an anti-contamination unit, a yeah. whole unit. They had anti-contamination suits, a portable morgue, and then they had the poor probies from the from Quantico, yeah, probing the ground. They said once they once you pulled back the layer, then it's when the stench hit. Yeah, and there's the other thing too. I mean, you're, you're talking about like if you have like a natural disaster, say like the earthquakes and uh, the earthquake in Haiti that killed all those people, um, or World Trade Center, like you yeah, know, stuff like that. That's that's the kind of group. They had to bring into this thing to 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 recover bodies and try to identify bodies, and it's it's just, I mean, it's one of the most insane stories that that I can remember. And I remember we watched this shit on the news like it, it was, went on for months. Man, we were we were so uh, engulfed in it when it came out. And you may be thinking, well, how did he? How could he get away with it for so long? He was giving families urns that was filled with wood shavings and concrete, concrete dust. Concrete dust. I mean, it's just... And his defense attorney, I read an article, his defense attorney tried to say that there was, was it mercury poisoning? He had he had been um, subject to mercury toxicity from the cremation of the bodies and uh, then that that's what caused him the the high levels of toxicity in the mercury caused him to um, not think act, straight. Yeah, yeah, not for think. twenty years. <laughs> yeah, come on. That's trouble. Anyways, he uh, and the only thing was it was one part of the oven that was broken that could have been repaired and could have been fixed. Yeah, that's what I didn't understand. Just one and part he was of the making, incinerator. He was making. Enough money probably in a week and that it like, could have been yes. fixed. Yeah. I, I wonder if you, I'm trying to look up how much it costs to cremate a body. Um, and then we can kind of do, we can do some math on that real quick. If you guys trust it. Um, hold on. Let me see what I can get. I got the calculator up. You tell me what to punch in, Captain. All right. And then if somebody checks my Google search, they're going to be like, Oh, it can't be as bad as me trying to figure out how much uh, uranium will poison someone. <laughs> I spent two hours. I mean, I'm in it, my Google search that day was like I, it dawned on me like an hour and a half into it. I was like, "You might want to stop there, genius." Um, nine hundred ninety-five dollars the average huh? cremation so times no, two thousand. Well, nine ninety five times two thousand is a that's a one point that's two mil. I mean, I'm pretty sure he could have afforded to fix that one um one issue that he had with his incinerator. Wouldn't you think so? Yeah, and they said that um the elder Marsh in ninety four had asked a po- local politician friend to help him keep state inspectors out of the crematorium because they were operating in a loophole that stated they didn't require a license, certain licensing that dealt only with funeral homes and not the public, so they they didn't have to have a specific license, so therefore they were not subject to state inspections. You know what they're probably doing too, which is disgusting as well. They're probably stacking bodies in there on top of each other and burning them. 
Oh, yeah. So you're getting ashes of... You don't know. You don't even know what the fuck you're getting. They, here's the thing. The whole family lived and worked in Walker County for generations. Yes. And they were like integral parts of the community, pillars of the community. The great, great, no, the great grandfather and the grandfather owned a lumber mill in the county. In addition to uh, Ray Brent Marsh's daddy owning the crematorium, they also owned several pieces of land in town and rented homes out. They were making money. They were serving on community boards. They're very affluent. Yes. Family. And then uh, you take a look. Once he was arrested, uh, he had over 300 criminal violations, and he was ultimately charged uh, with 787 counts, including theft by deception, abusing a corpse, burial service-related fraud, and giving false statements. He was facing thousands of years in prison. That's that he he was possibly facing that thousands and you know years of prison. Um, he took a plea bargain to serve 12 in 2004, but he's on parole. He's out now. Yeah, he's out. Yeah, he's been out since 2016. But I wonder if he listens to our podcast. He, he's on parole for 75 years. Yeah. I mean, he'll be dead before he gets, yeah. He has to pay fines. Um, with He started paying fines in 2005. He also had to write a letter of apology. Which I have. Oh, I'm going to read that to you at the end. We'll read that. Um, almost uh, 1,700 members of families of the identified uh, corpse, they sued the funeral home. Um, they settled out of court first for $36 million, mm-hmm. And then they ultimately, I think they sued the Marshes for another $3.5 million. Their insurance, uh, Farm Bureau, Georgia Farm Bureau paid that tab. Um, well, part of the settlement on the $36 million was that they had to bulldoze the entire property. Yes. All 16 acres had to be turned over. And during a second trial in August of 2004, the family settled with the Marsh family by agreeing to uh, conserve the easement on the Marsh property and uncollectible judgment against the Marsh family for $80 million. And that property is now in a trust. I don't know if the trust is owned by the state, but basically nothing will ever ever be built because it's basically a mass grave. Yes. Um, yeah, exactly. That's what I was about to say. It's there's, I mean, what are you going to do? Yeah. What, what can you do? Nothing. Yeah. In 2005, the, that's when he, the defense attorneys pull out the old toxicology reports and the physiological testing results that said that, um, him and his father both didn't have suffered from the mercury poison due to a faulty air system that didn't protect them from the fumes of the mercury Almagam in their dental work. Oh, I'm sorry. In the dental work of the corpses. Yeah. Okay. Uh, sounds like a... At 2000... Sounds good to me. I, I, I'm not looking it up, but at 2000 degrees, that's I'm just pretty man. sure it's, it's a sealed... Yeah, it's a sealed thing. Right. I would think so. Um, Walker County, Georgia also sued the Marsh family. I wonder family. if he was walking around a family dollar with his uh, general out. He could have. He could have been. Might have been the first time. He's like, y'all changed that station on that radio. It's giving me a headache. It's just. Um, My forearm is killing me. I'll tell that story later. Walker County, Georgia, also sued the Marsh family. That doesn't sound good after we just talked about the general, does it? It did not. It did not. <laughs> it did not. I need to tell that story now. Yes. Okay, so sidebar, um, I do not recommend 
wearing a hoodie and getting sick where you have to go sell Buicks to Ralph. In Europe? Yes. Um, it hit me. I was able to get to the dealership, but I had enough wherewithal to notice that I didn't need that on my strings of my hoodie. So I sell cars to Ralph in Europe very violently when I sell them. <laughs> I, like, I have busted blood vessels Are you in my... Serious? Yeah, I don't know if you can still see, but like, yeah, I mean, it's violent. Yeah. I grabbed those strings on my hoodie and pulled them to one side and flexed my forearm. And I sold so hard that I have pulled a muscle in my forearm. And it hurts worse than cranking one off for days. I can guarantee you there is like, you know how when we were in high school, people would frog Froggy, you. Froggy, yes. Between God, that muscle. So damn mad. Yeah. That's what it feels like. I've been in high school. Like again. you can push it. Yeah, it hurts. It hurts. Yeah. It hurts. So I, I just decided now that it, hoodie strings be damned. If I'm selling cars, you're puking on them. Yeah, from here on out, I'm gone. All <laughs> right. So now that that's over with, they're like, "Oh, Arlo's over there cranking one out in the Dollar General too." He's just not being caught. <laughs> just didn't cut. <laughs> he just, hurt his arm. <laughs> if you hear somebody violently throwing up in a Dollar General, I don't suggest you don't go down go that look. aisle. Don't go down that aisle. So don't look now, Ethel. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, raise the love him it was great squirrel went to church they uh, so walker county had to spend all this money sending deputies back out there after they did find something i wonder if it was eating a ham sandwich they were able to uh recover almost two million dollars resulting from the investigation i wonder how much they would have saved what the fuck what is in a crematorium that you can get two men for the incinerator's broke what could you part it out could we possibly have just Nip this shit in the bud. The first time the you washed your ass on the property? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And here's the thing, people. We've kicked this um, county around off air. If you live up there, God bless you. If you live in the state of Georgia, I do not recommend Googling um, anything. How would I put it? Odd in that county, yeah, because the days will pass <laughs> and you will not know. Like it, it's a, it's like a domino effect. You you Google something, and then it turns into something else. Well, then you Google that, and then that's another rabbit hole, and it just keeps going, y'all. Whoo, Listen to this. This was this was something that was kind of sad. The Tennessee Supreme Court also dismissed all claims maintained by people who are classified as non-next of kin, stating that non-next of kin have no standing to bring under the claim under Tennessee law. So you're talking about, let's just say, if you cared for someone who had no family and they passed away and you were the last person that was really looking after them, taking care of them, you had no recourse. You no. had... you. You had no say-so. I read where, basically, if you put a pin at the crematorium and had a string that was a th- 100 miles distance and drew a circle, that's and inside that 100-mile uh, radius, that's how many funeral homes sent those crematorium to him. It, it, it very well affected... There's small towns just north of us that I know have three different yeah. funeral homes. Now, yeah. a lot of them are, have been... Um, conglomerated like there's a now divinity mm-hmm. and but when this went on there was still mom and pop like cedar town 
has mom and pop. Well, in Rome, at one time, there was three or four mom and pops. Cave Springs still has their mom and pop place. I mean, there's still, I think there's still mom and pops in there's Rome. There's one in Armarchy. Yeah. 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 But that's the thing. They they would have sent their... We should, you, get, we should get Barry Henderson in on this one. Man, that would have been smart. But no, it, here's the other thing that's just, I don't know if it's flippant or if it's just he's dis, disconnected. During his guilty plea, he told the victims in the court, quote, to those of you who may have come here today looking for answers, I cannot give you, end quote. They even asked uh, his uncle, and he said, quote, I can't figure why someone would do it. There's no excuse for it. So there. the other thing is this. There were also bodies in rusty coffins. And we talked about the um how could he the get lake? Out, how could he get out of jail? There was bodies floating in the fucking lake. How could he get out of jail? I don't know. I don't there had to be something. There has to be something with a fine, but who's going to employ? How is he going to pay those fines? He can't. Who you got to change your name to get yeah. a job. And then you're not I don't know. Here, what you kind of go back to what you said uh, earlier. Um, the land remains titled in the Marsh family name. They still own the property. Yes, they do. They it, still own it's it. in a trust mm-hmm. for the. So that's it. I, I couldn't find yep. out who was. Yep. But there is a they trust. Still so the, own it. The Marsh family owns the trust. Yeah. Damn. He is part of his uh, plea deal. Is he is required to hold a job, and he is forbidden. From profiting off of selling his story. That's why he has there's not been a made for TV movie, a Netflix special, nothing. There's no articles. There has been uh uh pop culture influence with uh, Law and Order, Criminal Intent, Episode Dead, season two, episode one, and then there was another CSI Miami episode forced entry that kind of loosely based on this story. His attorney. Mm. Mm. But I guarantee mm. you, I, I guarantee you, if if they were able to do a Netflix series, they could pay these people off. Oh, yeah. Marsh's lawyer says that Ray Brent Marsh is praying people will forget about him, and he hopes people will leave him alone and give him a second chance. No. Marsh has allegedly learned a few new skills while in prison <laughs> and plans to use them when he gets out. That's what his fucking attorney said. Masturbating at a Dollar General? Well, he could work for the Department of Corrections. He could. You know, this is what we always said, too. Like, if you remember interviews with him or, like, any time that he was on camera, he acted a little off. You know what I mean? Like, something was wrong with him. Yeah, he, he did. He was slow. A little slow. Maybe it was a mercury poisoning. There may be something to that, but I, I would have to, and you can't, you can't Google it because, trust me, I tried with uranium. Um... What is the toxicity level and how long parts per million in air above certain... I'm sure it's somewhere in the EPA manual. But how long would you have to be exposed to that prolonged exposure for it to for you to start having cognitive dissonance? Because from what I could gather reading and researching this, outside of the crematorium, he... Was a normal functioning human. Yeah. Nobody saw any signs that he may be like he wasn't at the family dollar. He wasn't walking down naked. I, I don't. I'm, I'm, I don't know. Okay. So I told everybody that I had the letter. I was going to read it out. This website wants me to pay 
to have this letter to read. So this website can eat my asshole. I'm not doing that. <laughs> Local3news.com, eat it. Eat it. Get nose deep in it, but I ain't paying to read that letter. Uh, unfortunately, I was going to end it with that, and uh, it's not there. So I'm so disappointed. Not as disappointed as all these people. Texas Longhorn fans. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Kidding. Well, man, that's going to do it uh, for this episode. And again, we are diligently working. Hopefully next week we'll be able to have Jenny Williams call in and go over our list of things that the government are looking at making um, Illegal illegal substances out of just shit that's in your kitchen cabinet. So, um, let's see if we can get that done. If you guys have any questions that you would like to ask her on any type of, um, home remedies or anything that you've done that works. Herbal remedies. Yeah. Anything like that. Uh, go ahead and send it to us and we will definitely talk to her about it on the episode. And, uh, I said this a long time ago in when we first started this podcast and I guess I mean it now more than ever. Uh, y'all just be good to each other and take care of each other. And if you can't be, if you can't do that, <laughs> keep your ass at home. That's so, right. Y'all take care. Bye.